1: Today we've got a story about an entitled parent that's trying to force their kid to pay their mortgage for them. We'll get into that in a bit but first, parents have enforced forced dating and marriage since I was a teen, hasn't stopped and I'm now 25. Since I was 17 or 18, my mom would always tell me I need to do my hair, wear makeup, dress more feminine to find a boyfriend or husband. I had two boyfriends in high school, both whom I wish I never got involved with, but when all your friends are losing their virginity and have coupled up, you start dating anyone. Throughout my college years, I was raving, partying, going out drinking, developed a horrible binge drinking problem in social situations. Throughout those years, I had hookup flings, friends with benefits, or unofficial situationships, all in which I would constantly try to force a romantic relationship. Eventually it's, you'll never meet a guy at those raves or clubs. Fast forward to 22. A guy friend pursues me but ghosts me and i got through my regular cycle of begging for attention in turn the guy's friend 29 year old male pursues i play games and break his trust eventually get him to be my boyfriend a man who was not ready to be in a relationship i forced a relationship and crossed all his boundaries the first six months to mold him into what my family is asking of me this relationship was toxic and abusive both ways for a year and a half until we both sought out therapy and ended party lifestyle, even had some periods of separation. Now he's enrolled in a college and plans to continue until he has his JD or PhD, whichever will get him a career that will allow me to be a stay-at-home mom, and has his own apartment. We're now 25 and 32. He's okay with me living my best 20s years without kids and settling down. He impulsively got married and had a kid at 18 or 19, Currently, my parents aren't aware we're back together, as they don't like him for our past. My sister, 22 on the other hand, ended her five-year relationship to date a family friend. Now it's my godmother calling me to set me up with her sons, friends, and my sister doing the same. I'm tired of being encouraged to date or settle down. I never wanted to settle down or have children. My family's aware of this. I made it very clear, but keep getting ignored. Maybe just a rant, but I don't know how to keep out of this. It hasn't stopped for seven years. My life is now completely private, and I plan to keep it that way. Honestly, I think it starts leaning towards whether or not you're comfortable with going lower contact with these people, or if you're comfortable enough having to just confront them every time they keep trying to push somebody on you. I guess at some level, they might mean well, though, right? I get that they want to see you happy with people, but they have to also understand what you actually want, what you communicate to them. Also, hi. Hi. I'm Steven and if you guys enjoy hearing stories about entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is, Entitled mother hires an Elvis impersonator to sing to me about family. Hey guys, first time poster, long time lurker. For a little backstory, I, 27 year old male, went no contact with my egg donor, 48 year old female, in 2021 after many attempts to get her help, only to realize she didn't want to help her situation. Sometimes you gotta just set it down when it's hurting you and, according to my wife, 31-year-old female, I've grown more confident and stronger-willed as a person. Last week I was at work and get a call with my dead name, telling me how I'm getting a package from egg donor. The call is sketchy, he's vague about what the package is and says that it'll be there at 11 the next morning. I proceed to have a panic attack in the kitchen. After calming down, I figure I should look at the package. If it's important information like details to my legal documents, I keep it. If it's a random gift, I'll donate it. So figure me surprised when, instead of a package I open my front door to, but a man in a red-shouldered cape, greased hair, sunglasses indoors, and a big freaking acoustic guitar. For reference, I live in a very small building, resulting in small cramped hallways with thin doors that every neighbor can hear through. So imagine my horror when he starts singing at 11am. My wife bails as secondhand embarrassment is something she struggles with greatly and stands on the balcony in mild horror as I'm glued in place as a love song is sung to me. I think it was an Elvis song? Fits in theme. When it finally settles in that I live in a clown world, I close my eyes and just let it happen. This guy's getting paid to do this, whatever. He finishes and what comes out of his mouth next floors me. He said, you know you shouldn't give up your American citizenship. I responded with confusion because it came out of nowhere. He then proceeds to tell me that Egg Donor loves me and that contact is the most important thing after singing a song about getting back together after a breakup and that family is family and there's no replacing it. I try to be polite and tell him it's none of his freaking business, but he continues, how old are you? 20? 20? I correct him with my age, which was a horrible idea, because then he launches into another preach about his 26 year old and family is family. I was in heck. Luckily, my wife finally got over her cringe and stepped back into the hallway. He asks her if she's my sister, to which I say goodbye and we close the door. I proceed to tear up the paper he gave me as my wife laughs until she nearly pukes. Spent an hour, and I'm mostly typing this year to process what happened, and I finally remembered what he meant. You see, I still only talk to my grandparents, and they talk to her. One of them leaked that I was thinking of giving up my US citizenship, an idea that they weren't happy about because they're convinced if war breaks out, I will not be safe in Canada. So one or both shared this with the good old egg donor. So I guess Grammy and Papa are getting an info diet from now on. Really unfortunate to find out that people are leaking your personal information like that to people you less than care for having that information. That said, I definitely think this is up there all the time as far as the cringiest things an entitled parent has ever done. I mean, that is impressively bad. This next story is, I thought I was a brat, but my father's just a douche. I'm 26 year old female, and all of my adulthood, I've been contemplating whether my childhood was freaked up or not that bad. I've been struggling with depression and undiagnosed anxiety from like 13 or 14 years old on. Recently, I got diagnosed with ADHD, which explains a lot of my struggles. I often thought, why am I so depressed and miserable? It's not like I had a bad childhood or something. While I used to look for the blame in my parents, I can now find comfort that my condition caused a lot of the struggles. I'm currently traveling abroad with my husband, daughter, 2 years old, my father, 66, and my half-sister, 15, from his second wife. During the past two weeks, my husband confirmed a lot of thoughts I had toward my dad. Like, is he egocentric or do I want too much attention? My husband could definitely say, wow, his world really just revolves around himself, doesn't it? I could name so many examples of his behavior that it would fill a book. Now, my sister's relationship to him is so much better. I try to ask her what she thinks of him every now and then, and she is so untouched by his antics. They are so chill and affectionate towards each other. A wholesome father-daughter relationship.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash storytime pod. I'm not gonna lie, it frustrates me. I'm not gonna lie, it frustrates me. While my stepmom, her bio mom, treated me like an alien in the household, she was perfectly cared for. While I felt betrayed by my own father leaving me behind, she could experience an intact childhood and family. I love it for her, I just get mad that I couldn't have it. A few nights ago, my father and I had a bottle of wine and I called him out on a lot of this. While he agrees that my stepmom slash his ex-wife treated me unfair, he is denying any fault that lies in him. I confessed to him that I was S.A. as a kid in school. Nobody noticed, and I don't blame him. But my stepmom catched a few clues and accused me of S.A. her daughters instead. I, the victim, was turned into a perpetrator instead. And what did my dad do? Nothing. He said he knew I would never do something to my sisters. But he didn't talk to his wife, my sisters and not even to me. He watched, listened and decided to turn his back to the situation. I asked him why and he replied that he didn't want to make the situation worse. I asked, worse for who? For you and your wife? And he said no, for you. To that I replied, so you decided to leave me alone with it. He quickly changed the subject after that and fell into a monologue about why he thinks he's a musical genius. I'm looking forward to the end of our vacation so I can go low contact with him and talk to my therapist of course. Man, that last little bit that was exchanged there is so telling. OP called them out on it and they had the gall to lie to OP's face after everything they didn't do to support OP and try to double down and gaslight that what they did was in the best interest of OP. It's pretty blatant that they just didn't want to get into a fight or create any animosity This next story is, my semi-entitled mom got her way with a burger. I see a lot of posts on here describing parents being entitled to the point where you'd mistake them for a Disney villain. However, I believe being entitled isn't always a negative thing. Case in point, my mom. To start this story off, we were at a fancy dine-in burger restaurant. This place, you made custom burgers based on either a pre-select menu or let you build it yourself. You ordered it, told them how you want it cooked, and then take it to the condiment bar to add the toppings you want. Now, my mom prefers her burgers rare. Please don't tell me about eating undercooked meats in the comments. I took culinary classes in high school and community college, believe me, I'm aware. And for some reason, they never cooked her burgers how she wanted them. So on one visit, when they asked how she wanted it cooked, she politely but firmly asked, Is this a survey, or are you gonna cook it that way? She didn't yell it at the cashier, she didn't insult them, she didn't call the manager. She just said that, finished her order, and that was it. They cooked it properly, both that time, and from then on. The reason I'm posting this here rather than another subreddit is because I had to look up the definition of entitled to check if it was inherently bad. And it basically says that someone believes they deserve things a certain way. I realize my story isn't your typical entitled parent story, but due to what I found out, Paired with the fact that a restaurant never got her order right until that point, I'd say she fits the entitled card simply due to technicality. Even when I'm having steaks, I'll have at least medium rare. Having rare burgers sounds like a very bold dietary choice. I think if I had a rare burger, let alone all of the things you could pick up from that, I think I might as well just grab my pillow and change into my pajamas immediately because I think I'm going to be camping out in the restroom for the rest of the day. Our next story is... I need advice. Where to start? Um, alright, so my grandfather and I have provided a car and maintained these cars for my mother for about 15 years roughly. I can't count on two hands how many cars the two of us have given. My girlfriend and I are now moving out of state, which she's also said I was abandoning her, but that's another story. I won't give her our remaining cars, I sold them. She can afford to maintain them, nor try to save two i warned her when i gave her my old truck two years ago that i can't do this anymore and she was still able to guilt me into maintaining it how do i make her stop guilting me does anyone else have to provide a car and maintain it for their parents fyi i'm an auto technician the truck i gave her is to the end of its life but i'm not in a position to buy or give her anything cars have gotten so expensive even for junkers i think you can tell op cares a lot here I think the bottom line is you've just gotta have the spine and put your foot down. If you can't do it, you can't do it. If it's just too unreasonable, I'm sorry mom or dad, but I just can't do it. If you're going to smite me or never forgive me because I just can't do it, well then I guess that's something we're both going to have to live with. I think that's really where you have to go with it. Our next story is, I was in hospital after surgery, and an entitled father left his son at hospital when he had a surgery, then comes back and yells at three-year-old son who just did a surgery. So, I was in an NMC Royal Hospital in Abu Dhabi for a surgery last year, and it had only been a couple of hours since I'd done it. So, I was in my hospital room, which was a ward, but the rooms were big and the door was a curtain, so me and my parents could hear things going on outside my room. I was in terrible pain so I was constantly napping or watching toddlers in tiaras. It was a children and teenager ward with kids who did all kinds of surgeries. My mom and my dad and me started to hear a child crying so loud and my mom thought he had a throat surgery like I had and even talking after having that surgery hurt a lot. So she went with my dad to go see what was happening because they felt really bad. It happens to be that it was a three-year-old boy who had just done a tooth extraction surgery and no family members were there for him. If anyone has done a surgery, they'll know that you'll feel very vulnerable after doing it and needed comfort from family members, or at least i felt that way. And plus, he was three! What kind of parent leaves their toddler at a hospital after surgery? My mom and my dad are comforting him, so as the nurses are, and then suddenly Entitled Dad walks in and is shouting at his kid for crying. Like what sicko would do that to a toddler who has just done surgery yet alone his own kid? He was also yelling at my mom and my dad in Arabic. He was being so rude and made it very uncomfortable for me and probably the other patients. The kind nurse was still comforting him as he was yelling at everybody and that was his last straw. He yelled and yelled at kind nurse and made her cry and she thought she wasn't good enough. The poor kid was crying and asking for his nanny and his entitled dad said she's gone and he was crying like crazy. I felt so bad and my parents were saying that the nanny he was asking for was probably the only one who loved him. I've commented on many posts saying rich parents in Dubai do care about their kids, but there are some who are ignorant and the nanny ends up as a mom to the poor child. It was really tense and the nurses were crying. I wanted to get up and help but I couldn't walk or stand up, and I didn't want to enter the situation in my wheelchair, so I didn't. The entitled dad left the hospital with his kid still in his gown and with his patient tracker. Like, how much more careless can you get? The nurse who was taking care of me told my mom and my dad about him and exactly what happened. That's literally it and recently it's been a year since the incident and I wondered what happens to the poor child and I hope and pray that loving nanny came back. Thanks for reading and please place a comment. I would love to read and answer questions. Also, please have that little boy in your prayers and God bless him the worst thing in a situation like this especially in a situation where maybe a cps isn't really as much of an option you just feel kind of helpless like nothing you can do is going to fix that situation you can't just rescue that boy or save him somehow you almost have to watch it like a horror movie as they have to go back home to living with this person who treats them so horribly and sadly a lot of people who grow up experiencing that kind of abuse end up being abusive themselves because that's all they've really known our next story is i don't want to go no contact with my parents despite the trauma they caused me thoughts or opinions
0: why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com.
1: Before I get into it, I just want to clear up one huge point. My mother is an amazing woman, and I will in no way accept any slander to her name. She may have played a part in my trauma but ultimately it was not her fault. And despite all of her shortcomings, I still have major respect for her as a mom, wife and person in general. My father is the dead weight dragging the whole family down, he's the real entitled parent here, and his narcissism and unwillingness to step up when we needed him too are the reasons things got so bad. He's the one at fault here, not my mother. That said, on to the post without getting too deep into everything about my family trauma i'll try to summarize the environment i grew up in for 21 years i 21 and my younger sister 18 grew up with our two parents isolated from almost all extended family save for my father's dysfunctional white trash family who we are largely no contact with because of their collectively unstable occasionally dangerous nature That's a whole other crab sandwich for a different post. So growing up, it was pretty much just the four of us, with little to no outside support. Now, I am autistic, which wasn't formally diagnosed until this year, and severe POTS, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, it's a disorder that affects all parts of the autonomic nervous system and causes a lot of chronic health issues. These are important factors in context because ever since I was little, I've been notoriously seen as difficult due to my mental and physical disabilities, which were brushed off as me being overdramatic and often ridiculed. There has always been a lack of support from my family. On top of having no external support, my father's never truly been there for us. He was there physically, but never emotionally and eventually spiraled into alcoholism and leaned further into his narcissistic tendencies over the years. So, because of this, my mom was left to handle everything, including managing finances, being the primary breadwinner, emotional supporter, and main child carer of the family, without the support of her husband or any extended family, which, by proxy, also meant that she didn't have the emotional space to care for and properly support a disabled kid along with my younger sister, so I was pretty much hung out to dry. My parents both struggled to accept my disabilities as actual disabilities and took to blaming and gaslighting me into believing there was something wrong with me. So I effectively learned to view myself as less than human and began taking the emotional burden for the entire family, being the sole communicator and problem solver, all while still trying to navigate life with disabilities and mental health issues I couldn't understand. It took such a toll that I attempted ending things twice during my teenage years, and things really didn't start looking up until I met my boyfriend last November. Ever since, he's helped me to see my worth, given me a support system, and showed me the love and acceptance that I never got to experience growing up. Eventually, he helped me move out of my parents' house this past July, and I've never been more grateful. He truly is a gift from the universe and I couldn't make this post without expressing my endless love and appreciation for him. So that brings us to now. I'm currently doing much, much better and am finally working through all those years of trauma and learning to love living again, but I'm really struggling with the issue of boundaries with my parents. I don't want to go no contact because despite the massive amounts of emotional trauma they caused they genuinely are a big source of physical support and i really do love my mom so i don't want to cut them out completely i just don't know how to maintain a physical relationship while also establishing hard emotional boundaries and not allowing them to control or negatively influence my life what do you guys think any and all perspectives would be appreciated i think if there's the capability of establishing good boundaries that make you happy It's not worth going no contact altogether, it's just whether or not you can establish those boundaries and have them maybe respect them. I don't think you have to give up on having a relationship here. This next story is the Walmart Karen Brood story. This happened maybe 15 years ago when I was little but it's still probably the biggest encounter I've had with a Karen Brood. When I was a little kid, Saturday was the day we'd do all our weekly shopping. Walmart took the longest to do, and we were easily there two hours at most. It's honestly crazy how fast time can go in a place with little to no windows. A Walmart is not complete without a screaming, wailing child. Tantrums reign supreme there. On one such trip it was a packed summer day, and in the middle of people being in their old worlds, there was a cry. It started small, but increasingly grew louder and louder and it was a dreaded little kid scream so like ear bleeding loud. The Walmart wasn't a superstore so it wasn't that big and this screeching carried all throughout the store. I could hear it in the toy section and thought it was a kid having a meltdown there but even after leaving you could still hear it. An hour later still screaming and crying loudly. Even now I have no clue how this kid didn't pass out. An hour and 30 minutes we finally see a Karen Brood. Karen is pushing the cart the eardrum murderer is in the cart seat screaming. There's a little kid in the cart basket with a dead-eyed look on his face. An older girl, maybe 13 or 14, walking slowly with the cart. Every time she let go, Karen yelled at her to hold on. The same dead-eyed look. And then the dad, looking the most defeated. I still remember this man even from when I was little. He looked disheveled, defeated, broken. He was the most dead. Karen had the hairdo, was wearing a lot of gold and was walking slower than a snail on purpose. A man told her to make her kid shut up and she said, and I still remember, if I have to listen to this all the time at home then all of you have to. This is what I deal with all the time. This is it. I hope you all enjoy your shopping experience because we are not leaving. The manager eventually made an appearance and asked her essentially what the freak is wrong with her. She told him she wasn't leaving until she was done. He told her that she was disturbing the other customers while walking beside her since she refused to stop the already slow speed she was at. She said, tough crap, and kept going. Then he threatened to call the cops. Karen didn't like that, so the manager asked to speak with her alone, and then she walked off at a normal speed, no kids, with the manager and was kicked out of the store. The little kid stopped crying and the father took over and took all his kids out of the store. I think about this every once in a while. I just hope he got a divorce and got custody because I still think that kid was crying because of her and not a tantrum. She was freaking crazy and we shopped there as a family till 2015 to 2016 and never saw her again. Now I just don't go to that one at all. Average Walmart experience moment. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I went to Walmart and something like this happened, I feel like sometimes that's just the experience tax you have to take for going to Walmart. That said, honestly, like, the behavior that kid was exhibiting almost makes you feel like you should call CPS on this person. I hope the father got custody too, just like OP said. Our next story is entitled Step Monster. I'm the mother of two beautiful daughters. My ex and I are divorced when my girls were two and four. It was a nasty divorce, but once it was over, we actually started to become friends. He remarried and that's when everything went to heck. She was nice to my girls at first, but after they married, she was a bench to them. She didn't like me at all, and I don't know why, since we never had a conversation. She controls my ex and never allowed him to talk to me, and we have kids together. Anyway, yesterday, my oldest was married, and my ex-husband's wife planted her butt on the aisle seat. Closest to the bride, my daughter, she perched there like it was her daughter getting married. I just think it was disrespectful and in poor taste. It's a moment I'll never get back. I don't know why this woman, if you want to call her that, felt like she was entitled to sit in the aisle seat closest to my daughter. What sucks here is like you don't want to cause a scene, but this person should not have been taking that seat. It would definitely take me every fiber of my being not to call her out on that and make a scene. Our next story is Should I, 24 year old female, help pay my single mother's 60 year old female mortgage? I'm not sure if this is the right sub for this or not, but just for context, I currently live with my mother in a detached home she bought in 2021 for $1.1 million in Brampton. I'm her only child, the mortgage left is $543,000 and she pays bi-weekly. I'm not sure whether or not it's smart for me to help out my mom with her mortgage payments. She currently has two jobs earning her a little over $100,000 a year and up until recently she was able to pay her mortgage. However, as her hours shortened and the bills increased, it became difficult, and they recently upped the mortgage payments as of this week so it's become even more harder. She has always told me that the house will be mine once she passes. I already help her out by paying for the groceries every week, over $200. I pay the phone bill and car insurance, on top of that, my own payments as well. I do have a part-time job, retail, and last year I made $25,000. And I'm also a part-time student and was planning on paying off my student debt soon. Over the last week, she has basically forced me to find another job that's full-time and makes me about $50 to $65,000 a year, ideally government, so I can support her financially with the mortgage and property tax. Now, I do want to help my mom, but the issue is I feel like I'm being shoved into a corner and have no say. I do want to help her, but I feel like I end up losing as I cannot save for my future. I've told her it would be more difficult for me to find another job, but she wouldn't listen. And my mother is a very difficult woman to deal with. She doesn't ever listen to me, so it's very difficult to pursue my interests when I'm being guilted into doing something major. Is there any suggestions on how to help her out with the mortgage and also not cripple myself with more debt that I'm not considering? I'm new to the sub, so any advice is helpful. ETA, I'm still in school. I'll be finishing and graduating in December. My cousin, who's also my age, does live with my mom, and she has a job as well, but doesn't contribute to the household. So it's basically on my head to do all the payments. Also, also, my mom will not downgrade her home because she likes how we live. Plus, it's only walking distance to my uncle's house, and she wants to be close to my grandma, 86, to make sure nothing happens to her. My mom has a boyfriend, together for about three and a half years, however, they do not live together. And he is wealthy, but she doesn't want to ask him for financial help. She does have a will, but she stated she wants another one because the one she currently has is not accurate. And she's currently investing in another property and needs help financing the $80,000 down payment. I mean, even when they hold the whole inheritance thing over your head, the question you have to ask yourself is, is it worth it? Is it reasonable for you to put all of this money aside to pay her mortgage? future inheritance or not i guess another good question is is it theoretically possible for them to make it work on their own without your help regardless honestly from the sounds of things if she's investing in another eighty thousand dollar down payment place i think she can probably make it work our next story is mother gets upset right before we do something together i really don't know what to make of my mom's behavior anymore we're supposed to go to a movie together at the time i just agreed even though she was supremely unpleasant last time she shushed the audience before the trailer started and the lights went down she scoffed at the waiter and made a rude comment about how he was distracting her for asking if we wanted anything like doing his actual job still before the trailers went up to the bar and waited 10 minutes to redeem her online tickets despite me telling her that's not how it works was just a horrible movie date through and through this time a couple hours before we were supposed to go she randomly asks for money for the movie for the tickets i give her 20 bucks and ask for change she walks off kind of huffy and comes back in rage mode accusing me of not paying for my ticket several months ago i'm pretty sure i did and said so and she just slams my door and leaves the house i'm pretty sure she still expects me to go to the movie with her she does this in different ways feels like some kind of control freak moment Anybody ever go through this? You agree to do something with them and when the moment comes, they become extremely agitated out of nowhere, almost inventing a reason to be mad? I know my mom has mental health problems, but this one just totally befuddles me. She has no one to talk to or do things with, and the once in a blue moon she does, she gets upset at the onset and finds a way to make it awful. It kind of just sounds like someone who's happy being miserable. Almost like when you get together and you're going to do something, they kind of have to set the mood. They have to establish that you can't get too high or too happy. One of those like, okay, you're here, let me bring you down to my level, and now we can go out. To me, it sounds like she's probably not the kind of person that's going to be receptive to any kind of suggestion, any kind of words, even out of concern, so I don't know what you can do. Sadly, it's no surprise that not many people choose to go out with her. Mental health problems or not, there has to be some part of you that wants to change or wants to improve and it just doesn't seem like it's there for her. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.